Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. Aloha, Lori. I am so glad that you could come on the show with me today. So everyone who is listening, I have Lori with me, and she is going to do a little mini session with me right now here with you so that you can um, actually see that this is not just me saying that, oh, my clients say this and that I find that many people have that. You will hear from these wonderful listeners who have uh, been brave enough to jump on the podcast here with me. So Lori, I am so pleased that you were with me. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. And so I want to ask you straight up front, uh, what brings you to both the podcast and to wanting to have a little mini session here with me? Uh, Well, I found the podcast um, just looking on YouTube for, I guess, support, anxiety support. And your podcast just kind of spoke to me. You um, were discussing topics that I felt very connected to, and I didn't feel so alone and, like, embarrassed um, about them. So, yeah, it just really helped. And I thought... Um, if I could have a, like a one-on-one session with you, it could kind of bring light to this and that not, you know, if anyone else is going through what I'm going through or what I did go through, that it's not an unnormal thing. And it's really common, actually. So, yeah, yeah it totally, it really is way more common than um people are letting on, you know, and it comes in different levels, right? Depending Mm -hmm. on our external stresses. And so the whole point of Anxiety Coaches podcast and of coaching, and hopefully what I can give to you today is the ability to be able to um, handle what it is that is happening externally, because Mm -hmm. those are the things we can't control, right? We can't control what's happening outside of us, how other people are acting toward us, um, but our own reaction. And that's the hardest piece is being able to, um, to work with that and to respond versus react. We all have challenges with it, but to know that we can actually do it brings hope. So, um, you know, you can go into your story as much or as little as you like, but where right now, Lori is, your anxiety causing you the most irritation or the most concern? What are you most concerned about? 
My biggest issue is, um, I guess, putting myself in places that I feel unsafe, I guess would be the term. Um, I just don't feel comfortable. And so I've been avoiding them. And I know that just makes the issue worse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's a big one. Um, Not doing the things that I used to do because I'm scared of what could happen. And it's so silly when you say it out loud, but it's so real when you're facing it. It is not silly at all. And it is very real. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's not silly because when you're, especially when you don't have the tools or the experience, all we do with the tools is, is uh, learn to use them so that we can have enough evidence and experience from, um, or evidence from our experiences that everything is going to be okay. But until we've been able to play with that, we don't know. So um, why don't you give us like a little example? Could this be like driving or shopping? Just give us a little example and I'll try to walk you through it for the next time that it comes up. Okay, so my issue, um, I'm able to get in the car and drive. I was in a car accident years ago and um, it really gave me a lot of driving anxiety and I wasn't really able to drive with other people for a long time and I feel like just recent events um, kind of brought up my anxiety again. And so I've worked my way through getting in the car and driving But now I feel like I'm avoiding um, busy streets, traffic, stop signs or stop lights. I feel like I can drive on back roads and side roads as long as I feel like I can escape, if that makes sense. Yes, Um, totally. Yeah, so that's my biggest issue is really getting back on a main road and being able to drive to the next town or wherever and feel comfortable and not so claustrophobic and yeah. Tense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I hope that you realize how common this really is. Mm-hmm. I have talked with so many people that really just want to get to the next town. Yeah. And they do eventually. They do. I mean, we work it through so that um, you're taking uh, small enough steps to actually be going forward, but not such big steps that you terrify yourself. So it's kind of this dance that we do to find that place and keep moving forward. So I'm. Um, so you you also mentioned we talked a little bit before we started recording that sometimes at the stoplights you feel uncomfortable, right? It feels. Yeah. Does that feel claustrophobic? Would you say? Yeah, I feel very much trapped, as if like if I, I guess it comes down to if I feel like I, um, a panic attack is is going to come that I can't turn around and (laughs) drive home or just get out of the way because there's cars around me. Right. Yeah. mm -hmm. So it's, um, and so this is where your anxiety has focused, especially like with the driving and the safe place, meaning that your home is your safe place, right? Yeah. Home or at least around nearby um, right. is my safe area. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is, um, our oversensitized amygdala gets so attached to safety that it finds, okay, well, she relaxes the, um, a, a little bit when she is home or when she's even, um, facing home, like turning the car around and starting to drive home. 
would, for many people, start to bring those stress levels down a little bit. So the amygdala gets our thoughts thinking that that is the answer. Oh, okay, all we have to do is turn around and go home and we'll be okay because everything else is dangerous. Um, And it is only when we can see that thought clearly as being um, untrue and that the feeling itself is only temporary that we can be able to walk through it. Now, we can understand this intellectually, which I know you do already. Mm. Um, You're a brilliant person and you've got life experience and but it isn't it isn't resonating with your body yet. Mm-hmm. And that's where things such as breathing into our belly, you hear me talk about it on the other podcasts yes. of the Buddha belly breathing, because that is a way that we are actually physically changing our body. And so the body and the mind have a direct connection that goes both ways. And so if we can interrupt this cycle of thinking, by doing something physical, then we do it. Sometimes the interruption has to come from thinking. But in this case, when you're in the car, you're at the stoplight. I want you to do this next time. This is how we work our way out. We, we don't just um, fill our head with the ideas and the, the tools, but we have to practice them. So when you're at the stoplight next time, you can actually notice how, how tight you're holding the steering wheel. I I know this one firsthand because I used to hold it as if I was gripping on it for life. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then I want you to relax your belly and really be able, you're already there at the light, and to be able to take one breath, just one breath with that relaxed belly and have the exhale go out just a little slower. And just a little longer. You don't need to manipulate how the inhale happens again. Just let that happen. And with practice, you'll eventually start breathing like this at the lights. It'll just become, uh, maybe you'll only have time for one breath. Maybe you can do three. It depends how long the light is. But you want to actually, Lori, take the time to interrupt this process in a physical way. Because... Okay. Your mind is already um, set up. The amygdala is just saying, get home, get safe. This is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And of course, intellectually, you know it's not, but the feelings are so real. And so we want to try to interrupt it right there. So that's one little thing that I want you to do at the stoplight or when you are, um, maybe you're out shopping or maybe you're, with a gathering of people and you're feeling starting to feel uncomfortable, you can use that anywhere and no one even needs to know you're doing it. Now, along with that, I wonder if first you can tell me some of your um, self-care that you're currently doing, uh, you know, and what ways you are stimulating your uh, parasympathetic nervous system, which is what we're doing with that breath which is our rest and digest side of our nervous system. How are you uh, cultivating more relaxation and self-care in your life? Um, In general or driving? Just in Um, general. In general, I have been meditating for years. Um, Meditation has helped me uh, immensely. Um, 
I've gone to therapy and it does help just talking to someone about it. Even I notice my husband, like sometimes um, you're just in your head so much that you don't realize that if you just talk about it, even talking can take that level nine and go to a level like two. Yes. (laughs) So that's a huge thing is just even just talking about it, not keeping it in. Um, I've haven't drank uh, coffee, um, nothing with caffeine in it for probably six months. And yeah, I noticed that that's a huge uh, trigger to even sugar. Um, I heard one of your podcasts about um, like sugar dips and how that can cause it. And it's so true. I'd never really realized it because sometimes I'll even like put a Jolly Rancher in my mouth while I'm driving because I feel like it's like stimulating Um, instead of, you know, thinking about what I'm doing, I can just kind of concentrate of, you know, something in my mouth. Mm-hmm. But I notice that my sugar, I feel like if, if it drops too low, you kind of get dizzy. And that's a huge trigger for me. Right. So um, that and um, I, I do take uh, CBD oil. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I do take. And that's helped. I can't even explain to you how much that's helped. Very every day. Fun. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. So that's something you're doing as a regular, yeah, on a regular basis. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And um, so where does the avoiding come in as far as, because um, you're doing these wonderful regular practices on a daily basis, and then you say sometimes you get the urge to avoid. So yes. Um, does it, is it forefront in your mind in the mornings or does it happen when you're heading out the door to go do something? It's, um, I don't, I feel at night, like after five o'clock, um, I don't feel as anxious as I did all day. I feel like I could do really anything after, yeah. like, you know what I mean? At nighttime, I just don't feel that energy in me that is just so, um, I don't know, just like going and going. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm avoiding it. I just, I think it's just self doubt. I think I'm doubting myself. And when there's been situations where I've done it and I've pushed myself, it's always been like the best feeling in the world. It's almost like a high because you just are like, Holy, I did that, you know? Um, Yeah. Um, But I avoid it because I think you just tend to remember the bad times and, um, so I, I just, I doubt myself and I think my confidence went way down, yeah. um, you know, kind of avoiding everything for so long that I just don't believe in myself as much as I did. That is such a great point that you just brought up, Lori, and we will all do that in that we head our, toward the negative um, you know, we see where we fell down and the places that, oh, well, geez, I've been avoiding, I'm not doing things. And then we, we lose more confidence and we feel worse. So that is just how we are built. We are built um, with a brain that will remember the negative much more easily than the positive. And that is merely for survival. We were built like this. So we need to be very conscious and use our, um, our frontal lobes, our thinking mind that, that can see um, how we can make changes. And we need to really pull that up. So I'm hoping that 
you can begin maybe in your journal that you're keeping or somewhere just to really point out to yourself on a daily basis the things that you did accomplish and the things that you did do. Like you said, it makes you feel so good when you do it. So you want to try to find a way to keep that in the forefront of your mind. Because like I said, our natural tendency is to go to the negative. And so, and we want to start putting in our back pocket, all our successes and all the times that we actually did remember that, gee, this feeling that I have while I'm driving or, um, or heading out of the house, this uncomfortable feeling is only temporary. And um, then we want to remember the positives and the times we got through it. So I hope that you'll take a couple of those tips and maybe um, put them to good use Mm -hmm. uh, with all these other wonderful things that you you are already doing for yourself. Um, Before I let you go, Lori, I wanted to ask you um, for all that you've been through and the forward motion that you've been taking to get better, and to not be so afraid of the fear. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the listeners before we close up our session? Um, I would say that if, if you're feeling anxious and avoiding and down, depressed, the best thing you can do is talk to someone about it. Um, I kept it in for a really long time. And I just noticed that once I actually started opening up to my family, they understood more. And it's so true that it feels like a weight is just lifted from you. And it really does take away um, that intense anxiety because you're, you're hiding it kind of Um, when you, you think that you're not, but you are, you, you do tend to hide a lot of it because it's just in your head. Um, So yeah, I would say talk to someone, even if it's a, you know, your mom or your siblings or a friend, um, it helps. Yeah, it helps. That is wonderful advice, Lori. And I so appreciate you sharing that with our listeners because every little time that they can even just inch forward a little bit and opening up to a friend or a family member or your therapist or coach or uh, anybody that is in your life that is trusted and that you feel like maybe I can share a little bit of this with them lightens your load. That is such good, good advice, Lori. And I appreciate you so much for being here. Thank you for taking time, not only with me, but with all of the listeners. Thanks for having me. I, I really um, appreciate you letting me come on. <laughs> so you be well and we'll stay in touch. Aloha. Okay. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever.
And now for today's quote. We are not permitted to choose the frame of our destiny, but what we put into it is ours. And that's from Dag Hammarskjöld. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 